Looking to create wealth and income through high cash flowing real estate? Self-storage is the fastest growing and the newest real estate asset that has outperformed all others. What's its secret? I'm AJ Osborne, and with over a million square feet that we have built, acquired, expanded, and even converted big box stores from small third tier markets to large hundred plus thousand square foot facilities, we have seen it all. This is the podcast that we're going to discuss and bring on the best investors and operators in the nation to show you how to create wealth and income with self-storage. Welcome to Self-Storage Income. Welcome, everybody, to Self-Storage Income, the podcast where we talk about everything self-storage. You know what? This is weirdly what we like to do. Isn't that right, Connor? It is, dude. It's uh, it's an odd thing to a lot of people, but uh, <laughs> hey, you know what? If you don't, if you don't like, you know, these risk-free returns and these other things that we talk <laughs> about, right. I mean, you can go... You know, have your risky returns and everything else that you'd like to have in your life. I mean, some go, people go like to live on the edge, you know? Exactly. Just, <laughs> who am I to judge? Exactly. Now, we, you know, it's funny because we've been talking about a lot of these uh, concepts, like the podcast, you know, our infinite returns with getting rid of risk. And, um, you know, we, we've been getting great feedback from our listeners. And as we choose topics that we want to talk about, it is really designed from you guys. And one of the main topics that we get and we've been talking about is how to work on the business, not in the business. Because we talk about this a lot. It's huge. And uh, so much in in the last podcast, we talked about the book and how much of the book is really designed around this concept. Um, It's about working and it's about creating a model with processes and systems that allow you to work on the model, not inside it. And the difference is very, very big. And that's what we want to talk about today. And it really, to me, the difference between working on the business and in the business, that's the difference of freedom. Lots of people think that freedom is sitting on the beach, that it's retirement, where they're sitting on a pond fishing. I like the beach. I love fishing. But doing that for the rest of my life sounds like hell. And <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, I, uh, um, I, com- I, I just completely disagree with that. I, I think freedom um, means that I get to do the things that I like and I get to work on improving my business, the people around me, my family, others. And, you know, what uh, I think this podcast is probably coming after the bigger, uh, out after the Bigger Pockets one did. But as I've talked with Brandon Turner a lot, working on high impact things. And um, I, I, I tried to explain this concept of, uh, as Brandon coined it, the high impact real estate investor. He said that has to be the name of my book. Um, the last time he said that, I actually wrote a book. So uh, I need to s- stay away from him. But uh, the, it, it is kind of a philosophy. And it's a mode of removing yourself out of the things that don't make as big of a difference and focus and working on things that move the needle, but you got to get there before you can do it. And that's kind of what, what we want to talk about today. Exactly. One of, I mean, one of the most unfortunate things that I've heard of several people doing 
is closing up shop, you know, whether it's business investing or whatever it is that they're doing because they can't do it all on their own and they don't have the time or whatever. And it's like, that is the most horrific, awful thing ever. You have something that's successful. It's doing well. So well, in fact, that you can't keep up with it on your own. Don't stop. Like, don't, don't cut it off and end it because you can't do it all on your own. Scale it. Grow it. Stop working in the business. You know, start working on it and get things done. And that really is the difference be, between growth and stagnation and your inability to your or not inability but the if you don't build it out right um it will determine right how fast you can grow it will determine the quality of your returns as far as time um and capital as well um but really for most people especially me the reason high impact decision making the process and how why I think of this and, and make decisions through this it, it is because of the time aspect. So time is limited for all of us. There's only so much we can do. We all have all these things we want to do in life. Um, so by increasing the quality of your um, actions to where they get the biggest return, it condenses the time frame and things that you can do in life. So that's always, it's funny because a lot of people ask me, like, how do you do so, so much, right? Um, and be, besides the fact that I almost you know, live here, but. Uh, <laughs> you never sleep <laughs> and you live in the office. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, people are like, you work so much. I'm like, no, actually, I just play a lot. Yeah, exactly. This is a big game. Right. I, I love what I do. Um, but it is, it, it's, there's something addicting. And when you think about work in the traditional sense of, you go to your job, you're cog in the wheel, and you need to do something to have a certain output. Of course that burns you out. Of course that gets old. Of course you do this for 10 years, and then you're like, geez, I'm really, like, I, is this my life? Like, of course it is. When you create systems that allow you to work on high-impact activity, it actually energizes you because when you do it, you see the results and you reap the results and you see its effect and it's, it, it's moving the needle. It's game changing for you. And then all of a sudden it's like, holy cow, I got to do way more of this. Yeah. And right? I can do way and more I can of this. do. Yeah. And, and it opens those doors and you see those possibilities. That's only though, obviously as good as the foundation and the framework in which you build it off. Now, with that said, before we dive any more into this, we've got to give a shout out to our sponsors. So, I don't know if there's anyone that doesn't know about the Nokia system that listens to this podcast. Well, they better at this They point. better. And if you don't, you need to listen to more of our podcasts. Uh, so, the Nokia keyless entry system is a system that we use and we built in. So, Janus makes amazing products as far as their doors and it just if you're in this storage industry and you don't know who janice is um we're going to remedy that right now we'll put the their their website and everything in the and sh the show notes they are the largest producer and fabricator of doors we've utilized them and they've allowed and because of their expertise and size we have been able to reduce cost in building by having them help us and uh, um, work on the fabrication side, and we utilize their expertise 
to get that building and everything done, as opposed to hiring um, GCs, different things like that, that we need to do to monitor that, that they need the expertise and, and work those. So they, they're, they're an amazing uh, uh, company. They've been around. They know storage like the back of their hand. I mean, they're, they're, they're a resource. And um, you guys really need to, to reach out to them. A lot of people are like, well, I'm not building. Okay, you may not be building, but those doors have a life lifespan, right? The walls, your buildings, like they're, they, they have a lifespan and it's not 50 years. So, and that's um, if you're lucky, like yeah. not getting hit and oh. torn off and <laughs> exactly. destroyed. Exactly. And if you want to expand, if you want to grow, um, but two, because they're so embedded into the storage industry, that's why they, they acquired a company um, called Noki and they use that technology um, to build into storage doors, which allows keyless entry systems through gates. So it actually works and connects with our gate system. And it connects with our property management system. And so we can rent out units and we can do it all from the same system that we're using, except the manager doesn't have to be involved. It's awesome. Absolutely awesome. And the new products that they've come out with, the new fabricated products that they've, uh, or not fabrication products, the battery products that they've come out, battery life of like three years, and that can go over the door. So you don't need to even put in new doors or anything to install it. And they can handle it. You don't have to run power to the buildings because a lot of you guys that own storage, I know you, you don't have power in those buildings. And so you're like, that's a big project. Well, they've really overcome that. We put it into our new buildings um, in the last three months. Uh, so anyways, you guys must check it out. It's awesome. With that said, back to the show. Let's get on to working on your business, not in your business. Obviously, we've talked about the pros and cons, why this is important, why I believe this is the secret to freedom. Um, it is the secret to growth. It's, it's the next level, right? And I see a lot of people that they go into entrepreneurship, they go into investing, but they, I use Jim, uh, Jim as, as an example. Let, let, let's walk through this. So the reason I use Jim's because we used to own Jim's and I see a lot of people that would go buy a gym franchise, uh, but they, they were running the gym. So they didn't, there wasn't enough money in the gym to um, cover employees plus profit to cover the owner. Uh, so the owner had to run a gym. Now, this they may love this, right? I'm not saying that's bad. That's not what I'm saying here. Um, but if they don't work, the gym doesn't run. So they have to be in there. They have to be signing people up, dealing with lease. They have to be making sure equipment was cleaned, fixed, repaired, opening hours, marketing, um, the once again the contract process signing in new members that's that's everything in the gym business obviously and um that's that becomes a a full-time job so what they really did is they bought a job and um not that that's bad but i don't consider that financial freedom Uh, they say you know i'm financially free i'm my own boss i own an asset um but that to me that doesn't mean free that means control which that's not bad right it's not bad and that's why i'm going to talk about here uh my three levels of financial freedom before we even get into this so if any of you have listened to my cash flow to freedom podcast or cash flow uh 
Freedom blog, you know my three levels of financial freedom and what we're working on. If you're storage investing, um, we do this to make a great return. I know we love the idea of cement floors that people can put stuff on, but really, come on, we're, we're looking for returns. And we're looking for a good business. And we like the people that we work with. We love what we do and the business and everything, but it has to make financial sense. So when I look at targeted goals and everything, I, I, I learned that this idea of financial freedom was different from everybody. And I, you know, you'd read a lot online about like freedom numbers. And I didn't like it because the freedom number that people, how you came up with it was you just simply took all your expenses and liabilities, um, monthly cash flow, and said, this is what I need to cover and come up with a number. And I I think that's not true. There's levels, at least there were for me. Um, First of all, you have financial security, okay? I remember when I had financial security. It was like like something was taken off my shoulders. And what financial security meant was, let's say I have, I know that in order to feed my kids and live in a house, I need X amount of money coming in. That X amount of money didn't allow me to really live, but it allowed me to not lose my home and be able to feed my children. Yeah, just covering the bases. And that was amazing. And that was, that I believe is the first step. The reason why this is the first step is once you get there, this opens up possibilities now, right? You can make decisions that are not purely based upon financial incentive. Whether we like it or not, we work jobs to make incomes. And a lot of us have to turn down jobs that would allow us to grow, expand, that would allow us to learn and gain the skills necessary to create a life that we want because I need to take this job that's paying me to meet this number. I may want to go start my own business. I may do these other things, but they say I can't because I have to cover my bases. That's not bad. That's good thing you think like that. It's good you're feeding your kids and and putting a home over your head and your family's head. That's called adulting. And um, so that's awesome. So that that's the first step. You cover that. Once you've covered that and you are now a, you know, you've you've protected all all of that, now you can look at, okay, I want to replace what would be my income. So that next level is what I call financial independence. Once you cover your income, you are financially independent. I'm not dependent on somebody else. The moment that happened, that was very freeing, right? That is like really cool. Um, And it's then you open up even more doors because now you have opportunities to even maybe use some of the money you would have had to build more or do more things. And you have lots of times, maybe you want to travel. Like there's different things there, right? Now you're, you're at a level where you're just not covering bases, but you're, you're covering a life. Um, But for most people in the world, um, that's not like that. That's not, once again, the end, it's not, it's not where we want to be. Most people that, we earn a salary or whatever it is, we would like to earn more income. I know I do. I I think most people do. I have have goals and um, money is a resource and it's a tool to create a type of life. And the more resources and tools you have, the more dynamic of a life you can create for you and other people and you can build the world how you want. 
we fundamentally understand that. So a lot of people would like to increase their resources and abilities to give to charity, to start businesses, to travel, you know, whatever it is. Um, And that's where we get into the next level. That's where we get into what I think is financial freedom. Financial freedom is about being able to live a life that you want to live while also having a life that you want to live while having the resources available to do what you want to do and time. Now, you may make a lot of money, but you may not have any time. There's a lot of attorneys who work 24-7 and they're getting paid, you know, on that clock, punching that clock, right in that contract, right in that contract. Um, those are, that's how I was in insurance, right? I made good money, but I wasn't financially free. And that resource, I had to create a huge bed of, because if I didn't clock that time, my income dropped. And so I, I, my resources had to be a backup plan, right? So my capital, I needed to save lots of money because then too, I know eventually I couldn't work. And so then I had to drain what I saved. So it, it, it was, it was good. I'm not, it's not like, once again, I'm not complaining, but it's not where I wanted to be. So the financial freedom has a lot to do with cash flow, right? Financial freedom has a lot to do with cash flow and the, the time separation of money. This is what makes the difference, okay? So when you work on your business, not in your business, you don't trade time for money. You have a consistent cash flow coming in from the operations of the business that are set in place whether you do something or not. And then when you want to grow the business, when you want to make more, when you want to have high impact act, you know, uh, um, uh, results within the business, that's where your focus should be. If you don't and you want to go on vacation for a month, the business shouldn't, won't fall apart. It'll keep running right? You're not there to collect checks. You're not there to make sure everybody's happy. Um, That's where you need to be in your real estate business. And that's where you need to be in your self storage business. Um, And this is a process, right? This, This is a process that you have to go through. The process of building a system. So in the book, we 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 break down through some of the fundamentals of all right, here's how self storage works. Here's why it's an amazing investment. Well, not some, we, it's the, I don't know if this is a good thing, but the largest self-storage book on the market, it's a uh, hundred and eight, uh, 48 pages or eight, no, sorry, 84 pages. Value um, heavy. Yes. And we walk through everything, but, um, after you figure out not just how to find it, how to finance it, how to get it, then you figure out how to run it. I tell you, Okay. Now let's talk about doing it again. Now let's talk about building a system to acquire, to um, to uh, uh, bring on more, and have a framework that allows you to grow off of, right? Because that's how we got to the success we are. It wasn't just that we invested in self-storage, but it was that as we grew, we created a framework that would allow us to grow, and it would allow us to make those decisions. If not, we would have burned out after three facilities. I couldn't, we couldn't have done it anymore. I would have been too busy. So um, that was really important. 
And this, the framework we add on every day. I just, you know, had a meeting today about new positions in the company um, and where we're going to need them and how that structure, the right people and departments we need to make stuff. Those are high impact decisions. Cause I know if I restructure here, I can add on, you know, five more facilities. And so I'm trying to restructure for the, the intended growth and the growth that will come. The, one of the biggest problems you have with creating the framework is it's a chicken and egg, right? So it, like when we started Bitterroot, we had some facilities. When I had to start hiring people to do those jobs, I had to pay those people. And that money came out of the business, of course. Well, that means I didn't get that money. So a lot of people want that short-term buck. They're like, I'm not, if I hire them, I got to pay them. I'm going to lose this out of my income. So they don't. Exactly. Well, it goes back to that example when we just, when we started where, you know, I talked about people that are closing up shop because they can't keep up with everything. It's like, exactly. would you rather keep your business going and scale it out and build it and take that time to be able to, at some point, be able to collect a, a check or, you know, whatever it is as an owner, or do you want to close up shop and never get that and yeah. secure that, that never happening. Exactly. That, that makes no sense. And, and a lot of people, we get stuck in this situation. This comes down to not just the storage side, like what you're talking about. A lot of people have to do it because they put themselves in a situation where they can't, they've acquired so many personal liabilities, or maybe they have a lifestyle that they need to fund. And so getting help and bringing people on is not in the cards. And this was something we did very well. We made sure that we had other lines of income. We made sure that we live far below our means. And that allowed us to, instead of take that money, and this is how I always viewed it. Instead of me taking the money, I'm making a choice to take the time. And every time that I took the time, I could apply that time to growing. And I could focus that time on high-impact decisions. And that allowed us to grow much, much faster. For sure. And um, it, 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 you, a lot of times you can feel like you're uh, uh, stagnating. Um, you know, we, we, we always used to, to joke, um, me and my father and uh, my brother-in-law, I'd always, always tell them, you know, we want to make more money. We could just stop growing. And laughed. well, that's not really in the cards because we don't know how to do that. But um, it is. You can just stop growing, right? But what you're doing is, if I did that, I'm taking from future AJ. And I, I don't know why, but I like future AJ so much more than present AJ. He seems like a good guy. Dude, seriously. <laughs> that guy's a stud, right? Exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man, that's future steal AJ. steal from that guy. No way. He's got it going on. He's, yeah. you know, he, that's a good guy right there. So... As long as we applied those principles in the business, you don't want to steal from your future business. Um, that changes the way you make decisions today. So in the book, we talk about, like, not just conceptually. I literally walk out everything from checklist processes um, and how to set this up. And that we use really a combination of technology and a combination of personnel, third-party resources, call centers, uh, associations. It goes back to what we talk about. Um, was it me in the last pocket? I talk about a lot. It's a team sport. We change the way we view our business needs a lot of help. We're okay with that. 
we go find the best people because they can leverage our time and resources the most, the hardest working people that say, I'm okay giving up short term for long term, because those are the people that rise in the company with us. Those are the people that we say, you have the same mantra, you have the same goal in mind. The future company is what we're after. Um, people that are focused on today, the time clock and getting a paycheck, they'll do what the business needs for today. And that's, that's good. You need those people, right? But to really scale an organization, you need to think to have people that are willing to work for the business in five years. And not even lots of times, there's not a direct correlation to that and them, but they understand the value and has the business grows, things like that. So we insert a lot of people um, that have that mindset that understand um, we're here to grow. We're here to do, do more. Um, you do, you know, when you surround yourself with people that every time you go to do something and it creates more work and they complain, um, that's not a, that's not a foundation you can build off. It's not, it's not a good recipe and it will stall and stagnate you. So how you, you know, grow and build this framework of true financial freedom involves, um, inserting people that know how to do things much better than you and are better than you as along with creating processes and systems to streamline work. Um, and we talk about documentation a lot. We document conversations. Um, we document workflow because we need to limit the amount, amount of um, uh, repetitive work that is being done. So the framework is all about efficiency. It's all about processing, systematizing the workflow that needs to happen and being able to track and monitor the efficiency of those actions. Starting out, that was huge. That involved us building out manuals, employing hiring processes, um, lean processes, marketing, the sales approach. It involved getting people out, turning units over, having them ready to be rented out again, um, onboarding facilities. Once we bring it on, how long till we turn it around? We do a value add system. It's one, two, three, four, five, right? We, we, we know what we're doing and we have it documented and we have a system to do it. So when we go into it, it's not a surprise. It's not, a, it's just, we know how to do it. And that's because we set the system up and that's what that's all about, right? Think about how much more you can do if you have the step-by-step -step playbook to do it right? And that was what we tried to put in the book. That's, it was not what it was. It was literally, we pulled stuff right out of the computer and just stuck it in. We're like, <laughs> yeah. here's what we do. Here's what we do. Here's how we do it. Um, and it, it, it's, so it's, it's more than just investing in storage. It's more than getting a storage asset. It's, it's about financial freedom. That's something that I, that's a really good point um, that you make AJ, because you know, the, the name of the book is, you know, the investor's guide to growing wealth in self-storage. However, the, the principles and the ideals and the concepts and everything in this book are universal throughout, you know, being a business owner, being an entrepreneur, that, that you can apply all of this to anything that you're doing throughout investing, through owning, operating business. It's all of the same concepts. You're talking about systems. You're talking about growth. You're talking about deploying capital, building teams, 
you know, your processes from getting from point A to point B. And that's essentially all we do, no matter where we're at. It doesn't matter if we're investing or, or owning business. Exactly. And that is so, once this format is done, you can apply it to anything. We, we just had in, um, you know, Cash Flow to Freedom, you guys know the, my uh, co-host on Cash Flow to Freedom, Rock, who's, uh, we, we have a company together, um, and he's been helping Connor get one of his online businesses uh, set up too. And we work with Rock, and the most important thing that we work on when we're, we're together is building out the system. So how can we capitalize on not just selling a product, but building a company that can grow, sell multiple products and everything. And a lot of people view large companies or view those kind of things as, oh, well, you just got there. Well, no, they, they, they planned on it and they did it right so they could grow off of it right. And that's where for most people, entrepreneurs and business, you need to get to that point as quick as you can um, where 80% of your time is making those kind of decisions. It's figuring those problems out because those are problems you can't hire for. And those are problems that only one person or, uh, you know, a couple of the partners, you know, in the organization can do, figure out where you're going, how you're going to get there. If you're not spending time on that, nobody is. And the entire organization suffers. Your employees suffer. I know all my employees want raises. I want to give all my employees raises. I want to have career paths for all of them. I want them to know there's a future in this company. If I'm not working to build that future for them, there isn't. And they'll leave. And they'll know. They'll know that it's not going. And then you get less talent and everything. So it, it, it's something that you need to do, not just for yourself and financial freedom, but your business needs you to do that. And if you're not going to do that, those resources go to businesses and founders and entrepreneurs that will do that. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy and resources, talent, people, things, they flood to it. So that's, you know, honestly, if I could say the one thing that I hope everybody got out of my book, that's probably it. It it, it is that I know how to create. Yeah. I know everything about investing in self-storage. I know how to find deals. I know how to underwrite, which is one of the major portions of the deal because it's all about value and separating price from value, right? But the fun part for me is that. The fun part for me is that you taught somebody how to build a system that they can grow for the rest of their life. That's awesome. That's really cool, right? So anyways, I'm just, just kind of going on about Dude, that. Dude, shoot off the cuff, I, man. Share everything that, that you've <laughs> so. got in this book. I mean, it's it's obviously everybody's going to be able to pick this thing up, but being able to just hear it straight from you and, and you know, the reasoning why all of these things are so valuable for everybody to utilize and deploy in their investing or their business, um, it's invaluable, man. And, you know, like we've talked about in the, the last podcast, uh, in part one, I guess this will be part two, um, you know, we, we covered a lot of these aspects in depth you know, as far as building some of these foundations we're talking about, and then just, you know, touching on the reasoning behind why this is so important, I mean, is, is massive. Because again, if we go and we build what we think is going to be an empire on this fractured foundation, we're going to get nowhere. Um, and that's, a, that's probably one of the most difficult things for a lot of us to do. 
is to not only re reverse engineer, you know, what it is that we want and how to get there, but to also be looking far enough ahead and in such a way that we're able to plan now and implement, you know, and front load, you know, that cost and that, you know, building those foundations out that are going to allow us to get to those, those ultimate goals and, and visions that we do have for the future. Exactly. And, and I hope you guys, I, I hope that you feel that way about it. Um, so yeah, check it out. And you know, this is a perfect time though, an example to use also why um, our other sponsor, which I'm a co-founder of Store Local, that's why I talk about them. Um, it, it goes back to everything that we're doing. We, we joined Store Local so we could grow, we could have resources available to us and act like a big, bigger organization. Because those resources allowed us to build systems and processes like a bigger organization from those that had already built it and already knew. It allowed us to jumpstart it without figuring it out. I pick up the phone and call, and they had the resources. They, everything was there. And it allowed us to, to maximize our business and utilize those resources um, to not only act like a big business, but see what they were doing, see how they were operating, right? Knowledge is everything. It's why we have this podcast. That's why I have this book is for everyone to understand and to know what I didn't know and all the mistakes we made and everything. Um, and Store Local has been a, an incredible asset for us in our organization. And all, all, all it is, is, is it's a co-op of store storage operators and owners that we all get together, share resources. As of right now, I think we're bigger than almost all the REITs, um, except for one or two of them. We will be bigger than all of them soon. But as far as stores go, and we have, you know, we, we, we share and we build resources within the organization. Those are the things you need. Need You need to think long-term. You need to think, where, how can I get help? You need to think, where do I go to, right? There needs to be a hub for you to receive that help. You need to partner with better people. You need to make sure you build it out right and learn from the lessons of people that made mistakes in the past so you can avoid them. For sure. Well, and you're also building out infrastructures. Yes. You know, industry infrastructure from store local. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that is a massive, massive benefit. Yes. And this is big infrastructure. Um, we're talking technology, property management systems. We're talking about marketing um, that we control as the co-op that has open sharing platforms and data that literally allows me to act like I have those stores. Mm -hmm. I get the benefit, right? So for a company that has 2000 stores, that's a REIT, I'm trying to hack and say, I want the same benefit with my 15 stores or one store or two store that you can pull those resources that they get and use it and compete against them. So once again, kind of goes all, all back to the same thing. But anyways, everybody, yeah, you can go go to the site, Self Storage Income. Um, you can pick up the book. Um, you can also find out everything about us. And uh, I, I hope this was helpful. I hope that talking about um, how to build it, how to do it right, especially for anybody that's looking at how to move down that road, or especially for you guys that own storage facilities and are trying to expand and grow and not sure how to do it. Um, so I hope this podcast was helpful, everybody. If you are liking this, seriously, write us a review. Like, give us a five star, but really write us a review. Like, it, it's that that makes a difference. That like we yeah, a huge help. It's feedback for us. It's feedback 
um, for others looking at the podcast that want to know, is this a good resource? Is this yeah, not? What are these guys talking yeah, about? This, you know, that helps us out. And um, yeah, but with that, everybody, appreciate you. Take care. We'll catch you next time.